this week's episode of the Sky and Pancake Podcast. <laughs> no, I didn't do it again. It's brought to you by Bojangles. Uh, I'm so happy about Bojangles. I can't say podcast right. I love Bojangles. You know, Copenhagen is great, but you know the one thing Copenhagen does not have? Um, black people? <laughs> uh, good Southern style. <laughs> not a lot of diversity chicken. here. Not a lot of diversity. It is true. Um, that's the only bad thing about Copenhagen. But... Um, I was talking about no Bojangles. Oh, I don't God, know why yes. they're not here, but they're not here. They should be here. They really they should. should. You know, they might be thinking about expanding to like the Northeast. No, mm-hmm. no just come to Northern Europe. No, because they do. They love American style food. Yeah. Like Bojangles, hot dogs. Bojangles would make a killing here. Yeah. They, they do like, they like fried chicken. Yeah. We were watching the Somebody Feed Phil episode for Copenhagen and the, the top chefs in Copenhagen were making fried chicken. Yeah. So and, Bojangles, And who has the best you? fried chicken of all the fast food chains? Bojangles. Because it's bow time. It's bow time. So, mm, I miss you, Bojangles. So you know what's better than going on a month-long vacation in Copenhagen? What? Getting a half gallon of legendary sweet tea for free. For free? For free. And you can do that from your friends at Sky and Pancakes. So why don't you just head on how. over. Go to www bojangles.com slash scouting pancake mm-hmm. and you will get a free half gallon of legendary bojangles sweet tea and let me tell you something else too so we're going to do a few more giveaways when we get back from copenhagen on uh we have gift cards left to give away and you will not be entered um you will not be eligible to win a gift card if you do not sign up for that tea yeah we gave away a hundred dollar gift card and like four we changed people. someone's life yeah, we changed our the, our winner's life, and our, like four people won before him, but they did not sign up for the sweet tea. Yeah, which is silly because who doesn't want free sweet tea? And yeah. they didn't. They uh, missed out. Well, I don't know about sweet tea, but legendary sweet tea. Legendary. Oh yeah, it's, it's bow time. It's bow time. Uh, I don't have the ukulele now, so I'm just gonna sing us in. <laughs> what are, are you, you gonna ready? sing? Yeah. When I was younger, so much younger than today. I never needed so much help in many ways. But now these days are gone. I'm not so self-assured. I know that I know that I will need your life like I've never done before. Help me if you can. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 44 of the Stallion Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. And I'm Yvonne Ackerman. What a week. What a crazy week. We are live we're in From, our, our home, our new home. We are in Copenhagen, Denmark. We live here now, and Jason keeps saying that this is not our home, and I shouldn't call it that, but false. This is my home now. <laughs> I live Yvonne, here. Yvonne's already denounced her U.S. citizenship. And if you think I'm coming back, you're wrong. Yeah. But you can come see me here. It's really lovely. <laughs> um, I think we should talk a little bit about how Sky and Pancake travels, because the people probably want to know. Yeah. Like... Why we pick Copenhagen? What what do we look at for a travel destination? Mm. What do we like to do while we're traveling? I feel like I would even like to know that. <laughs> so tell me. Uh, well, we kind and if you move your chair, I'm sorry. It's very wooden. I'm taking we're off in a my very slippers. wooden chair and everything. The mic can hear everything. Oh god, that's terrible. Okay, just go ahead. Um, okay, so we picked Copenhagen basically. Because we wanted a reservation at Noma and we were going to pick any time. Uh, I think we're going to make this a yearly thing. I'm not 100% sure, but we're going to pick different destinations. I don't know if we're going to come back to Copenhagen next year, but 
our whole idea for this trip was we wanted to actually live in a place for a month and like work there and have kind of understand what life is like living in a different country. Cause I feel like sometimes in the U S you know, we can go for days without hearing a foreign language and here it's like, they all speak five different foreign languages. So it's just kind of getting out of our comfort zone and getting into a new culture. And their culture is amazing. I mean, they kind of, this is parroting that everybody feeds uh, somebody feed Phil episode. We watched the other night a bit, but they have just blended technology and art and sustainability and it's just you know it's really close to being a perfect place in my mind yeah i would say the one thing like i mentioned on the promo it doesn't have a lot of diversity yeah that's kind of the one thing that it's lacking it is very white here and which Um, doesn't seem to be as true um in the other nordic countries yeah well denmark has a very they have a strict zero tolerance immigration, immigration policy. policy. We actually looked into moving here and, you know, even... <laughs> Let's slow down. Well, I'm just you saying... You might have looked into Well, if, if we want it, like, just to, just for fun, not like we're going to. Yeah, well, but to buy property here or to move here is very difficult. Very difficult. Like, we would not be able, like, say we had money to do it, which we don't, we would not be able to right now. So it is difficult. So it's just a lot of... Yeah. It's a lot of native and when we, And when we travel, we, we basically design everything around food. We do. Because I think that food is... A, it gets you into cool neighborhoods. So if you try to, like, find, like, the hip area, they, that's probably where the good upcoming restaurants are. So those are kind of what we try to find. Then we hang down in those neighborhoods. We don't do a lot of tours. Like, yeah. we'll go to the museums. We'll do everything. But we're not going to go on to so many guided tours. Sometimes it's fun to do a walking tour in a city. But we basically do our own walking tour. Like, we'll yeah. find a place that's, like fairly far away and just walk there and see all sorts of things. Yeah. Along and I would the way. say, look at the reviews. Cause some of them are really like, if you get a really good guide, there's nothing better than having a great guide and doing an awesome tour. But if it's just like a, you know, basic run of the mill tour where you're with 50 people walking, following a flag, like that's not what house counting pancake rolls. Well, the best thing about how much we walk on our trips and we do, and this is, I'm still trying to figure out how it's going to work for a month. Cause we typically walk, you know, Tend come a to little closer to come a little closer. Yeah, we come a little bit closer. You're my kind yeah. of man. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So we typically. Is that Mama Mia? No, we okay. typically walk uh, ten to fifteen miles a day. So I'm trying to figure out how we're going to sustain that for a month. But the best thing about that um, is that you can eat all the time. Yeah, and that's like, very important to us. We just like we'll walk, you know, a couple hours, and then we eat, and you know, it all evens out. But. Yeah, so you know, we came here for the food, and I think it's nice that we had been here a couple times before. I think that's making sort yeah, we of had this come here twice before, and, and Noma's kind of everyone should go read the um, the the review that Jonathan Gold did of the L.A. Times when he came to review Noma. And it's kind of like you come to Copenhagen, and it's like you come to Copenhagen or you come to Noma, and like if you say you're going to Noma, that's like the thing so the first time we came we were just kind of getting started in the food blogging and we didn't really know what we were doing and we thought we could just like stroll into any restaurant in the world and like that doesn't work that way second time we came last year uh noma was under renovations all of last year so um this is the trip that we're going to noma we're going in two days we're very excited so excited and we were able to go to noma under the bridge which they did a pop-up last year which was which was 
both of our favorite meals of the whole year. Yeah, and that was just Noma Light. Noma so Light. We can't wait. We're we're going to. I know I just said we eat every two hours, but we're going to fast before Noma on Tuesday. Yeah, we point. have an early. They do two seatings, one at five and I think one at eight thirty, and we're doing the five. So basically, we're I'm going to eat breakfast and then. Go straight for it. Well, everyone knows about my propensity for eating before events back in Charlotte. And I I know it's awful, but I've done that before fine dining meals as well. And I refuse to do it before yeah. Noma. So well, if you do, I will make fun of you for the rest you of your life. You will murder me. And there will yeah. be murder. So I want to talk about some of the food items that Copenhagen is known for. Yeah. Um, so before we get into any specifics. Yeah, I think we should kind of give a background on Copenhagen. So... Basically, 15 years ago, Copenhagen was not a food destination. They exported basically all of their seafood to Italy, to Southern Europe, Spain, Italy, those type of places. So, like, you didn't come here for food. It really wasn't a tourist destination. Which is partly why it's so nice now, because although it there are a lot of tourists here, it's not like other, you know, it's not like Paris yeah. You know, it's not crazy with tourists. Yeah, there's no big, like, you don't come here for the museums. You come here kind of to experience the Danish culture and the mm-hmm. food. Like, that's why you come here. So, yeah, there's not, like, when you walk out of the streets, like, we're staying on the right next to the busiest street in Copenhagen. Like, it's quiet at night. It's not, it, 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 it's quaint. It is And quaint. it's a small, it's a small city. It's not, you know... Paris or London, like you said, that's 10 million people. It's a small town, so you can really kind of get to know it over a month. Whereas if you went to London, you know, you could maybe learn your neighborhood a little bit, but you're not going to really get a good feel for the whole city. Yeah. So um, one of the biggest things that Denmark is known for is are the s'moreboards. Oh. Oh, yeah. So um, Danes love their... They're smoked fish, particularly yeah. herring. So herring. Herring. Um, so, and then they also love rye bread. Oh, Everything yeah. is this dark, delicious rye bread. So, um, you know, smoreboard is a piece of bread, usually rye bread, topped with some fish and maybe some, you know, mayonnaise or cream and then vegetables, and it's delicious. Yeah, that's probably the most traditional dish of Denmark. And there's all these new places that are, like, making them fancy, which we haven't tried yet. No. But we do like the traditional yeah. one, for sure. Um, well, there's also a lot of hot dogs here. Yeah. So the, <laughs> their street food are the hot dogs. So they have hot dog stands everywhere. Um, they, they run about five. So everything in Copenhagen is very expensive. So a hot dog here is five or six dollars. Like, in the U.S., it would be three or four. So it's almost double the price of some things. But they're very um, high quality. Oh, high so quality. So they're not very like, good. you know, the kind of hot dog where you're like, oh my gosh, what parts are in this? Is that a pig yeah. knuckle? You know. Yeah. It's, and they make them out of everything, right? Shit. So they make them out of... Yeah, goat. Goat and... Um, boar. Yep. And you can get types of bacon meats. on them and all kinds of things. Yeah. And then Jason likes this one they call a French hot dog, which is where they put the hot dog inside of the bun. Yeah. Like a... I know that doesn't... How do I explain that? It doesn't have an end on one side. Yeah, so it just kind of sticks out of an opening in yeah. a bun. You have an alert over there. Yeah. Oh, God. What we, lost, we lost our Facebook Live connection. Oh, well. That's sad. Can't win them all. 
Poor Wayne will be so sad. I know. Um, the other thing that Copenhagen is known for um, are their food halls and food markets, and that's something that we see a lot in Nordic countries. Um, so Charlotte is getting the, the, a food hall very, very soon, and we are excited. Food hall is going to be exciting. Yeah, so the food halls here are just next level. Everything is very yeah. fresh. You have lots of fresh fish and fruits and vegetables and smoothies and all of this international cuisine, too. Um, I would say it's, of all the U.S. cities, it reminds me the most of the culinary scene of um, New Orleans. Because it's a small hmm. town, but, like, everything in New Orleans is top-notch quality. They have so many high-quality restaurants. Or maybe even Austin, something like that, where it's such a small, like... It actually reminds me a lot of Austin because it's very healthy, too. Yeah. So. But Austin's more meat forward well and pork is actually becoming more popular here yeah we were just in finland and there were lots of barbecue pork places i saw yeah american culture is big they love like fried chicken barbecue anything like that it's kind of interesting because we try to get away from that so one of our favorite restaurants here is called based based (laughs) and actually we so the person who started based has another restaurant here Relay. Relay. Which is top 25 restaurants in the world. And we made a reservation on our first visit here, or was it our second? Uh, our second visit. And we missed it. We completely forgot it, which has yeah. not ever happened. But we ended up going to base that night. Strange. Yeah. So we, and then after we went to base, we were like, oh my gosh, we had a reservation at this guy's actual big restaurant. Um, so based is a pizza place where they make amazing crust from flowers from the Nordic countries and from Italy. They combine these flowers. So it's both authentic Italian, but it's also unique to here, unique to Copenhagen. Uh, It's more of a sourdough-based, based, based. Based. (laughs) Yeah, it's a sourdough crust. It's a sourdough crust, and uh, he's, it's like a, it's a world-famous pizza place, like, Especially in the chef community, because basically, people, they make their own cheeses. They cure their own but, meats. But the Napolitan style, which is most people consider the best, people think that like it can be improved. Like the the dough's good there, but it could it needs people think it could be better, and that's kind of based wasn't afraid to make that next step and like take it to sourdough. Whereas, which know, I think Italians is true, Napolitan style pizza can get a little tough on the crust. Mm. Tough. And it based the the crust is, it's not super doughy and soft, but it has yeah. a little bit more of a, a soft bite to it. Describe than the burrata. Can get. Oh my gosh, the burrata, and with like the olive oil on top is one of the best things you will ever put in your mouth. Yeah, so they make everything local as far as the meats and the cheeses. They cure all the meats in house, and then the cheeses come from the farm. The milk comes from the farm. That's like forty kilometers away from the restaurant so it's kind of taking the copenhagen super local approach but also mixing with it the italian heritage melt in your mouth burrata yeah um one of the things they do there which i'm sure they do in italy too and jason can tell me they do fior de latte gelato and then on top of that they put olive oil with some salt oh yeah so a sweet and savory italian pour some sugar on me yeah so we went there on our second night so we already did that. 
Yeah. Um, and then we went to one more cool restaurant here that we had not been to. So Jason made a reservation for us in the meatpacking district. Yes, yeah, so we'd never been to the meatpacking district. Never been over there at all, which is strange because it's not even super far from where we've stayed. Yeah. We just haven't explored it yet. And we went to this place called Gorilla. Gorilla. And we found out that there's a ton of restaurants. Yeah, back it's like in this a very trendy, district. it's kind of the trendy, one of the trendy upcoming neighborhoods. I'd say that and Norabara yeah. are the two kind of fun areas but yeah the uh the food was amazing so what were your highlights from there well we did a small tasting menu five courses so another thing here about the restaurants is they all have a tasting menu but not like a big tasting menu so you can basically sample three to five different things on the menu and they normally range um they're around 50 to 60 dollars yeah, they're not person. crazy as far as the amount of food. And you got to remember that here, like, that's a normal price. That would be like a 30 to $35 per person meal in the U.S. Like, everything's more expensive here. Yeah. So, so what do you like on our tasting menu? Well, I really liked, we had um, a scallop with wasabi mayonnaise and a green tomato. Yeah. And that was maybe my favorite bite of the whole evening. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of the wasabi langoustine from Tim Rao, which is my favorite dish in the entire world. Yeah, it did it. With the wasabi and the, and the seafood, which and, you don't yeah. ever see mixed together. Well, other Jason than doesn't usually eat mayonnaise, so... No, here's my deal about mayonnaise, people. <laughs> I okay, like I don't like it. regular mayonnaise, but I like aioli flavors, which is basically just flavored mayonnaise. I like flavored mayonnaise. But if you call it aioli, it's okay. If you call it garlic mayonnaise, I'll eat it. Yeah. That's fine. It just has I to just, have a flavor. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So that was my favorite of the night. Um, and I also really liked the cocktails. The cocktails were reminiscent of 11 Madison Park where they um, they focused on a single ingredient and then built yeah. the cocktail around that ingredient. So I had a blackberry margarita um, and it had licorice in it. Licorice is a hugely popular flavor here um actually finland invented the salty licorice that is so popular in all of the nordic countries um so it's definitely bigger in finland but it's pretty big here too so i had this really cool you know nordic style margarita Um, and jason had a really good passion fruit was it rum or vodka in your drink um it was rum rum it was really good too yeah, I. What was your favorite thing? I liked they had a beef tartare that was like covered in a kind of spicy tomato sauce with goat cheese and croutons mixed together. I thought that was excellent. I also liked the kombucha ice cream we had at the end. Never had kombucha never ice cream. Never had before. that, and I've never had tartare in a tomato sauce like that. Yeah, that was very interesting and it very innovative. It was really good, um, but yeah, kombucha ice cream. The dessert there was fantastic. And then we had a really simple, for our main dish there, um, it was radiatory pasta, you know, like, so it looks like yeah, little radiators. but it was so good. Um, with the sauce was very good. With just some ham, lardons, and some peas, and a very simple cream sauce. Lardon. And it was, it was so simple. It was the kind of thing that you really felt like you could have whipped up, even though you couldn't have made it, you know, anywhere yeah. near as good. But um, really simple, really delicious. And we explored a new part of town, so... That was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, and then we went for a long weekend in Helsinki, Finland. Yeah, so uh, we just did a little, you know, weekend getaway. So Jason as you is do the to best, Finland. and he figured, well, we're kind of close. Well, I have a client. 
in Helsinki just randomly. Super nice guy. Shout out to Oliver. So nice. And he's American. And he picked us. He literally, I was, I wrote him like two weeks ago. I was like, hey, you want to meet us for a meal? He's like, I'll pick you up from the airport, take you to your hotel. Like super nice. So nice. Above and beyond. He was actually going to a family reunion in the northern part of Finland. So he's, he's American, but his dad is from Finland. His dad is Finnish and they moved to America when he was... When his dad was nine. When his dad was nine. So yeah. Oliver, you know, doesn't speak the language or anything. Yeah, but he's and learning apparently Finnish is right Finnish is one of the hardest languages to learn. Oh it's, my gosh. it's completely different than any other language other than Estonian. Yeah, it's different, randomly. very different from the Danish. Like I've started to feel like I can get a handle on some Danish words, but hearing the Finnish. Yeah, what's lost. interesting is that Danish and Swedish, which they speak, you know, separately. Completely different languages. Like, they can't understand each other. It's not like Spanish and Portuguese where they can kind of understand or yeah. Italian. Like, it's they're kind of not even in the same family. Yeah, so it's they speak mostly Finnish. Some people speak Swedish. And then some people speak Suomi, which is, like, their native language, which yeah. is not very common anymore. But 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 everyone spoke English. Yeah, which is the one of the great things if you want to travel to a Nordic country. Yeah, they all speak. Because they're so small countries, like, they couldn't. Do business with the rest of the world unless they spoke English. Although it does make you feel stupid. I have my language app and I'm going to start working on it this week because it's just... Yeah. And, you know, they they speak, you know, we met this really nice... You need to try. You need to try. I know. Yeah, I do. We met this really nice woman on the train and she speaks, you know, six languages. She was like, oh, but only a little Spanish. And, you know, she's, of course, fluent in English and she speaks Danish a little and Swedish. And she was just... It's the best. Really cool. So... So what was your highlight culinary wise of Finland? Well, so Finland has some amazing freaking food. So like I said, they invented the salty licorice. So one of the things we did not try that I wanted to try was the salty licorice ice cream. Yeah. Um, but I did love all of their licorice and they have something that they're known for called a, um, Kuva, Kuva Pori, which is, what'd a, you call me? <laughs> which is a cardamom bun. Oh yeah. And you know, we are in the land of Danish here in Copenhagen. Oh yeah. And I have to say that this Finnish, you know, sweet bun really held up to it any was, of the Danishes. It I've was had excellent. Here. It was very. You know, good. cardamom is a, you know, it's almost like a savory spice. I mean, it kind of toes the line between sweet and savory. Yeah. Um, you know, it's almost black pepper like. So to have that combined with the sweetness of the bun was mind blowing. Um, and then they also have something called a Karelian which is a pastry that has a very thin rye crust with a sweet rice filling inside. Oh, yeah. And they had those everywhere. And they sometimes fill it with um, some hard-boiled eggs, almost like an egg salad on yeah, top see of that the rice. I didn't like. Yeah, that wasn't, it wasn't sweet at all, really. No. I mean, a slight sweetness to the rice, but the rye really mellowed it out. Um, so, but the best thing that we ate and the biggest surprise... Um, there's reindeer everywhere. So there are there are not any reindeer in Helsinki. So Helsinki is in the southernmost part of Finland, um, right on the coast. But if you go up north, you have reindeer and you have Santa Claus, of course. That's where Santa Claus is from, according to legend from Lapland. And up there with Santa, you have all of the reindeer, and they eat a lot of reindeer meat. So reindeer is very lean, very flavorful. Um, it's high in vitamins. It's really good and really good for you. So I'm going to kind of blow your mind with uh, maybe the best thing that I think we ate there. Um, Jason got a reindeer hot dog at one point and I had a bite of it. 
and I wish I would have gotten another one because just that bite of the hot dog was so freaking good. Mm. We had reindeer on a pizza. Really we had reindeer, reindeer tartare. We had reindeer fillet. So we ate and a I, bunch of I've different I've never ways. had reindeer before. I think it's literally only in Finland. Maybe, it's definitely not here. Maybe it's in some parts of like Sweden, Norway like the northern or Sweden, part yeah. or, or Norway. Um, when I went to Russia, they didn't have reindeer. So I think it, or at least where I went. So, and it was, it wasn't, I said it it really wasn't gamey. It was very lean. It was a lean. It's really a mild flavor. It reminds yeah. me a lot of um, elk, maybe. Yeah, it's kind of, well, it's kind of a small elk. Yeah, I mean, it's very, you know, it's very mild, but it's just, it tasted healthy. Yeah. <laughs> sort of the way all the, you know, all the small fish you're eating up here, they kind of, you know, they taste healthy. Um, that's the way the reindeer tasted to me. Um, so which iteration did you prefer? We had smoked reindeer on a pizza. We had a reindeer hot dog, reindeer tartare, and a reindeer filet, which was your favorite. I liked it just straight up filet. Yeah. I liked it the best. I, Because you couldn't, like, it was on the pizza. You couldn't really get too much of a flavor for it. It could have there. been pepperoni, right, um, at that point. Yeah. And the, the same thing with the... The sausage, like it was good, but it's just like a really you good would hot know, dog. But the fillet, and we went to this really awesome restaurant. And sometimes, you know, we and we did this last night. So we were there two nights. The first night we went to like a traditional, you know, it wasn't like a Michelin star restaurant, but just like a good local restaurant. It was like a neighborhood style family restaurant. Yeah, and I mean, food was so good there. So so good. I, I mean, mean, yeah, very small menu. I mean, they had. Like four appetizers, four entrees, two yeah. desserts. And they just did it well. And yeah. The, and I was telling Yvonne that night, it's like, you know, sometimes we do all these tasting things and these fancy things and we lose focus of like, just like a nice middle of the road. Like it w- this was better than middle of the road. Like just a nice restaurant that's not like super high end. Right. It doesn't have to be a famous chef. And, yeah, yeah. But it just has good food. 12 courses. Yeah. It just has good food and local stuff. And that's what this place was. And I really liked it. That was my favorite meal of uh, Finland for sure. Because I started, I got some lots there, uh, which were delicious. And then the reindeer filet, which was just made perfectly. It, it had celery root. And like a perfect sauce to it. So good. We had so many great things there that were native to Finland. So you had, you know, the lox and we had the white fish salad that came with yours. Um, And then you had some dark berries that came with your reindeer. It was a black currant. Black currant. So they have really cool berries there, which I never... That only grow in Finland. So they had something called a cloud berry. They're called arctic berries. Well, yeah, and they have lingonberries too, which they have in Sweden also, obviously, if you're familiar. You know, Ikea has all the lingonberry stuff. But, um, yeah, so they have something called a cloud berry that's only in Finland. And it looks sort of like, kind of like a yellow raspberry, but it's different. It doesn't have all the little sections that a raspberry has. Yeah. Um, but they make jam It was kind of, it looks like a cross it. between a blackberry and a raspberry. Yeah. Because it was kind of had the bigger things of a blackberry. Right. But kind of the shape of a raspberry a little bit. Yeah. But it was yellow. So I had, so they made wine out of it. And our waitress at that restaurant Jason was talking about was telling us how, um, a French winemaking couple came here and started making wine out of the cloudberries, and no one who was Finnish had ever tried it before. Yeah, she said the Finns are good at liquor, so they make their own gin. Lots of gin. That 
is world renowned, and but they don't delicious. they don't do wine. So you need to have, bring in the French for the wine. And it was know. great. It was like an ice wine. Yeah, uh, very it sweet. It was very good. Um, very flavorful, like a dessert wine, but uh, really good. And the gin was also excellent. So yeah, and uh, it was just an overall very good restaurant. Now let's talk about our other restaurant we went to there, which was called Gron. Gron. So Jason found this restaurant that was is owned by the person who won Finland's Next Top Chef. Or, yeah. Yeah, next so this top was, chef. yeah, so they have or top five, chef. <laughs> I think they have five or six Michelin-starred restaurants in all of Finland. They're all in Helsinki. Four. Four, and this was one of them. And Jason got us in just narrowly. We I had dinner at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, and the, so the other thing that was weird about Finland, or different, because I'd never been, this was the farthest north I'd ever been before, and we were like right, we're less than two weeks out from the summer solstice. So it's freaking light late at night. So it the sun doesn't, the sun sets, but it never really gets fully dark. Like maybe for 30 minutes at like 3 a.m. We weren't up that late, but we had dinner at 10. It was completely bright Isn't outside. the summer solstice in June? Yeah, June 21st. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying it's still to come. No. I gotcha. Um, but yeah, the flip side of that is that in the winter, the sun basically never comes up. It comes yeah. up for about an hour. It must be a very depressing place in the winter. But in the summer, it's awesome because it's literally, it was 70 degrees and just sunny the whole time. Yeah. Like in Copenhagen, we're farther south. It just kind of got dark. It's about 1045. It's here. not totally dark, though. Yeah, but it's, um, but so this so you'll see in both Denmark and Finland like they're just soaking up every last bit of the sun. Yeah, because they haven't seen it in so long and they know it's going away soon. <laughs> I can't imagine like they're yeah, it's like winter is coming for it. You know, um, so we so we went to this restaurant and it was the smallest restaurant I've ever been to ever. So it was literally the size of our living room at home almost. It had twelve tables and the kitchen. All in one, like all in one space. It was basically they kind of described it as you were going into their like someone's house to cook. Yes, and you could watch all of the action from your seat. You could watch them preparing everything. Yeah, um, and they had a four. It was a four course tasting menu for fifty euro, which I thought was pretty reasonable. Um, and they had two add-ons. Yeah, <laughs> which. I ordered. Obviously, she got the add-ons. I got really excited when we got there, and I ordered both, and I didn't realize that Jason didn't want them. I sort of just assumed Well, one of them was sour cream, which I don't like. So it said that it, it said with the bread, which you got for free, they would bring out for $10 some sour cream with fish roe. Um, like really well done and nicely made. Which I, but I love sour cream and fish roe, but I also thought that you only got the bread if you got the add-on because I didn't read carefully. Yeah. Um, and you didn't I, read the five-line menu at the bottom. Yeah, and then I realized that that was not the case. So basically we ordered this supplement that was a giant bowl of sour cream and Jason wouldn't eat any of it. Yeah. And I felt so guilty that I had ordered it that I committed myself to eating the entire thing. And... I still do not feel right today after eating a whole <laughs> bowl of sour cream in addition to my large meal, but it yeah. was really good. Um, yeah. So yeah, the first course was, tell us about the first course. So the first course was, it was a salad with a new potato, a which is basically a small potato. potato and they mixed like I don't know what the sauce was because the guy came out and he spoke predominantly Finnish and he spoke very fast in English. So I couldn't hear what he said, but 
it was like this really great sauce of like acidity, but like sweetness. It was so all of these greens on top of the new potato, and then they came and they plated it with a sauce. And yeah, pretty yeah. much all of it the was the best savory meal um, with or a, sa- savory dish, I thought. Yeah, and pretty much all of the dishes came with a sauce that they put on top of the dish at the table. And the chefs came out and told you about every dish, not just the server. Yeah, and the so, head chef, we're pretty sure, was the one yeah, the blonde winner. guy. Yeah, and he, you know, that he's just in there, um, Next like bringing the out chef. the dishes to you, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't think we have to go through every dish. I would say the main dish there, which was just all carrots, was a little too carrot forward for us. But we should talk about the dessert. Everything here is very vegetable um, in the Nordic yeah, countries. Yeah, that's kind of it, the trend here for sure. I mean, started by Noma is extremely local ingredients. So like talking about you forage it yourself within 10 miles of the restaurant. Tiny flowers and plants yeah. and all sorts of and things. And this was kind of the same thing in grown. So everything was kind of made, what they had foraged or found, it was ripe. Um, let's talk about the dessert. Yeah. So it was, they brought out, it was a beetroot on top. It had some sort of meringue. And then they put rose was it rose or was it... Um, it was strawberry. Strawberry. Like granita. Strawberry granita. Like wild. So it's strawberry season over here. Like wild strawberries. So they put a granita on top of basically like ice. It was so good. Yeah. Would, it was amazing. That was my favorite course. Yeah. It was really, really delicious. So uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Finnish culture too as far as like cultural things they have over there. Oh yeah. Talk about it, girl. So, they're, so it's the home of Mary Mecco. So the designer, Mary Mecco, with yeah, all the fun it's prints. Design, the best design Yeah, so they're known the for world. their design. We went to a design museum today. Um, and Jason got this fun ram that our yeah. Facebook Live is... Yeah, Facebook Live has not see. been working. Oh, it's not Sorry, working. Sorry, Facebook Live people. Oh, okay. Internet's bad here. Internet's bad. So I guess... Sorry, Wayne. But I just want to quickly say that they have this really fun character called Moomin. Yeah, which you guys might have heard of. It's kind of world famous, but we had never heard We'd of it. We'd never heard of it. And it was developed actually by, it was like, I guess, a, a British lady that they were telling us, but she moved there. Yeah. Um, and she created it there. Um, and all of the books and things were in, in Finnish. But it's amazing. Like, there's movement stuff everywhere. Like, when we were on the train coming, going to the airport today, it's like everywhere yeah. you looked, everyone had a movement bag, a movement shirt, a movement everything. Um, anyway, he's this really cute little hippo-looking guy. Yeah. And I'm so in love with him. Yeah, she's leaving me for Moomin. I just wanted to tell you how he's, cute uh, He's 87 is. years old. But. Well, I'll, I'll throw a picture of Moomin on the uh, Instagram store. I think I already did, actually. I'll yeah. put another one. But he's just, like, such a cute little guy and uh, the real tourist trap because I just wanted to buy everything with his face on it. Why don't you tell the people what Finland's most famous for? Oh, the sauna. The sauna. Sauna. So that's the one, like the most famous Finnish word that we use in English. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much the only word that we took from Finland. Yeah, they developed the sauna and they have enough of one sauna for every two people, millions of yeah. saunas. Um, and it's something that they love to do. And I can definitely see why they love to do it in the winter, especially yeah. when it's cold and dark. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, um, they have public saunas. Some of them are co-ed where you wear your bathing suits and some of them are, um, you know, men only or women only where you can go nude if you'd wish. Yeah. Um, we went to a co-ed one. I went nude anyway though. <laughs> yeah. And Why he got not? kicked out. <laughs> uh, and so you can go in the sauna, um, which is as hot 
It's about it it's about 120 be. degrees in there. We are not very adapted to the sauna. I mean, we yeah, just don't I go to the sauna I was coughing. Often. I was like, this is too hot. So we only stayed in about five minutes. I mean, everyone else yeah, was Not even. We stayed longer. in about a minute. Yeah, it was like really unbearable. So I don't know. Maybe you just get used to it. I mean, there are all these little kids in there, too. Yeah. I mean, we were just not like, I was like, I felt like my skin was burning. But then in the summer, I, I don't think it's... No, something. they do it in the winter. Do they do, they it, do it, it all winter? year. Yeah, all year Stop. Long. Okay, so then they run out... They literally cut holes in ice. That's true. That's right. They go for a dip in the Baltic Sea, which we went swimming in Copenhagen, and that was like, oh, you know, it's summer, but it's a little chilly. I mean, this is like, we were freaking close to the Arctic Circle, you guys. It was so cold. It felt like you're getting hypothermia. And these fins, I saw one guy swim out for 10 minutes. Like, I was in there for 10 seconds, and my skin started, like, burning. I was in there for less than 10 seconds. I jumped in, and I was like, this is fucking cold. It was painful. Uh, This guy's explicit. Excuse my language. Um... Got immediately back out, uh, but it felt so good. I've honestly never felt that refreshed. I think in my entire life. Well, to take your body from hot to cold, you know, they even say you should do that in the shower. It's supposed to be very good for you. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be good for your your you know your nerves and your capillaries, and it wakes your body up. So um, that's like that on a grand scale. So you know, we liked the sauna. And we were glad that we tried it. We went to a very classy one. Um, so they have so many. We went to like this new, really fancy pants one, but it was only $20 for two hours. Yeah. So it's really no big deal and it's pretty accessible. So, but most people have saunas in their home there. So yeah, they don't even need to go somewhere fancy unless they want to be communal. There were a lot of tourists at ours though. Yeah. Ours was kind of like the tourist place to go, but there was, there was a lot of fins though in there too. There were also some fins. So yeah. So Moomin, saunas. Yeah, Design, what was cool about Helsinki is definitely not touristy. It's less touristy than Copenhagen. So what was cool is like you went to these restaurants. Normally, like wait, if you went to like a Grown or even that place you went the first night, it would have been filled with tourists. Like Copenhagen, you go to the nice restaurants here, and it's literally all tourists. Like there, it was all Finnish people. So it was kind of cool to see like. It was like kind of in Charlotte when you go out, like it's not touristy in Charlotte, obviously. So you go out like to the nice restaurants and it's all Charlotte people. It's kind of the same way there. And I thought that was really nice. Yeah, it was really nice. And they have lots of great food halls there and we enjoyed a lot of food halls, a lot of markets. Exploring that. Yeah. They have these tiny, uh, my last meal there was they take these tiny little fish that live up North in North Finland and then they deep fry them and then you eat them whole head to tail. Um, sort of reminded me of the, um, they have fried anchovies at, uh, Seoul Gastro Lounge. Yeah. Similar to that. Yeah. So. We thought they were anchovies at first, mm-hmm. but they're a little bigger. A little bigger. Um, and really good. And so, um, the other thing about Helsinki that was funny is that they have the most aggressive seagulls oh. I've ever seen anywhere else we've traveled. Yeah. They are aggressive. Especially at these food markets. They have so anger they will issues. dive bomb you. I mean, they come really close. They're pooping everywhere. We, I got pooped on. We saw another lady get yeah, pooped on. Yeah. If you on. look at our Facebook video or Instagram video, you'll see us like eating outside that reindeer sausage. And there's a seagull like aggressively trying to eat like it you have to defend hand. your food from the seagulls yeah. like you can you can swish them away but they're like no bitch i'm coming for that but you threw one <laughs> you gave one to them at the end i did i gave them one of my little and it swooped fish. it up and within like two seconds there were 10 seagulls around and i swear to god all the other seagulls were talking about me yeah they were like that's her follow her because no, we sure. got followed down the block <laughs> so yeah 
Anything else you want to say about our first week? No, and I, I think we're going to try to give you some Charlotte news updates, but um, looks like we don't have much. It's a really slow week in Charlotte with the 4th and everything. Yeah, this you said a lot the people, agenda took off. The before. agenda took some time off. Uh, Katie but you know, who doesn't, off. you know who doesn't take time off? <laughs> Sky, Sky and Van Gaag. Yeah, we're, we're still, still potting. Yeah. <laughs> we're potting. Light work, but, you know, a little bit of work. Again. So what's the best thing you ate this week? Oh, my gosh. I really, we've eaten so many things. You go first. Oh, man. I think I'm going to go with the reindeer. The I'm going to go with it. The reindeer filet, yeah. We had a lot of good stuff this week. Like This was hard because I did like the wasabi scallops. We went back to like gloss, and I got the sport cake, which... Yeah, that's in Copenhagen. We'll put that on the Instagram. It's Jason's um, favorite baked Yeah, which we talked about it at on episode four of the Stallion Pancake Podcast, if you were listening. Um but yeah, I'm going with the reindeer because it just surprised me. I thought it was going to be more gamey I, and just it was so well prepared and cooked perfectly. So I'm going to go with the reindeer filet. What are you going to go with? I'm going to go with the cardamom bun. Oh, yeah. So we ended up getting the cardamom bun. They have them everywhere. Um, it's sort of like their version of a cinnamon roll, but they have them um, at this cafe called the Fazer Cafe. Yeah. And we found out that this is a world famous um, chocolate conditory. Yeah. Um, which is like a bakery and they also are candy makers. So they make chocolate and oh, little yeah. um, like fruit jellies. Yeah. Um, so we got a bunch of different confections from there, but they also make these amazing baked goods. And um, Oh, I'm going to go with the second, which I did. Oh, what's your second? Okay. So at Grown, yeah. the last bite they brhat out, it oh, was yeah. a um, rhubarb marmalade covered in licorice salt. So good. That was amazing. So good. That was we amazing. love licorice. So all of the licorice. Love me some licorice. Delicious. So, yeah. So it's good potting with you from Europe. So when you're, um, you know, I'm still working here in Europe, but when you're just like lying around here in our Airbnb <laughs> and, uh, wow. and our friends back in the States, you know, this is your time where you're taking time off. Maybe you July's just went to the month. fourth and you need another vacation from your family that you just had. Yeah. Um, you know what would be a great 4th of July gift? A belated 4th of July yeah, gift? What, yeah. Jason? Um, why don't you treat yourself to some Stallion Pancake merchandise? I think you absolutely should. We have not seen a pug yet in Europe. We've seen a half pug. We've seen a half pug. A bunch of French Bulldogs. This is the land of French Bulldogs. We're missing our French pugs Bulldogs. terribly. Yeah. yeah, but you could buy yourself some Stallion Pancake socks. Oh, yeah. You could buy yourself a tea or a tank since yeah, it's, it's awfully it's hot. Yeah, it's tank season down It's awfully hot in the States. In Charlotte. Um, what else should you do? You should uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Yes. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook and tell your friends about the pod. Yeah, tell your friends. Tell a friend. Um, yeah, and hopefully we'll figure out the Facebook Live so you can see it what's didn't work going at all. on. I think it worked for about three minutes. Oh. Well, we've been telling the whole world over here about Sky and Pancake because we've been stickering it up. Sticker, Sky and Pancake we is worldwide. We put stickers everywhere. So. All right. I thought we were on camera this whole time. I've been so self-conscious. <laughs> but now I see the light's not on. Yeah, light's <laughs> off. I could have figured that out. All right, I'm going to sing us out. Okay. When I was younger, so much younger than today. I don't know. I never did so much help in many ways. Uh, but, but now these days are gone. I'm not so self-assured. I know that I know that I will not need your life like I've never done before. Shake it off. Those were not the right words. No, but shake it off like T-Swift. Later. Bye, guys. <laughs>